All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, podcast world. Jono here from Fitness Education Online. I'm also here with our head of sales and marketing, Miss Claudia Lee. Claudia, how are you? You know, I was actually good a couple minutes ago, but you keep stuffing up this intro and I really want to have lunch and we have to keep retaking it. But besides that, I'm really good. (laughs) Okay, we'll do this one. No retake, I promise. Now, the reason I've got Claudia on, she's our head of sales and marketing, uh, but she's actually not really that good at at making sales and and doing marketing. Um, But because it's Black Friday, we've got an awesome special on that, you know, even someone as bad as sales as Claudia could sell. So I thought I'd give her a chance to, to actually make a couple sales. So Claudia, give us the overview. What's this special we've got on Black Friday? Thanks for the compliment, Jono. Um, so we've got our 10 in one course package on special. And long story short, what it is, it's our best t- 10 of our best selling courses um, for a quarter of the price. Ooh. So that's going to be 99 CECs. I won't list them out what the courses are, but they're really good. People buy them all the time and check it out. My my suggestion for everyone listening, because I, I have seen it, it is our 10 best courses. And most most trainers sort of do one or two courses a year, right? Probably every six months or so, you do a course, refresh, get some CCs, whatever. What I'd recommend is get this bundle here because you're basically getting 10 courses for the price of one or two anyway, right? The way we've got it special, that's what you'd usually pay one or two and you get 10. Now you're obviously not going to do 10 in one go, but you might spread these over the year. You might say, all right, right. You know, instead of me, um, instead of me doing one or two courses this year, I'm going to do 10, you know, every, every month I'm going to pick one day or one weekend or whatever and knock over one of these courses. And it's essentially going to put you five to 10 years in front of your competition, because your competition is going to do one or two courses a year. You can do 10 courses and you can't use um, cash as an excuse because it's the price of one or two anyway that you would have done. You can't use time because each course is going to take you a, a day max. Like what's 10 days to, to grow your business, right? So anyways, we'll put the link down there in the show notes. Um, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll see you on the other side of it. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm super excited because I've got a a couple special guests from Queensland today. A little bit about these guys. They run a facility in Brisbane, Rebuild Rebuild Health and Fitness. And they've had a lot of success over the last little while, over the last year or so. A couple of achievements they've managed to do. They've increased their rates by almost 50%. They've gone from about $40 to about $70. They've increased their revenue by 140%, so two and a half times. And they've also decreased their workload significantly. So they've made money working less. I mean, who, who doesn't want to do that, right? So without further ado, let me introduce Mr. Sean Carroll and Mr. James Beatty from Rebuild Health Fitness. How are you guys? Good, mate. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Looking forward to it. No, I'm excited myself. Thank you. I, I mentioned on the Facebook group at all. I'll mention for the, the podcast as well. Uh, being from Brisbane, these guys had a big loss in the state of origin uh, last night. So 
you know, we, we've got to thank him even more for coming down. And I'm, I'm milking this as much as I can. If you're not from New South Wales or Queensland, they usually kick our ass every year. So we can beat them in a game. It's, it's always good to, to give them a little bit back. Uh, guys, I like to start this podcast off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Or have you got one each? Or are you doing a shared one? What are we doing? Yeah, I've, I've, stalked, I've stalked one out. Um, <laughs> it's if we could put all our problems out in a pile, then you would look at everyone else's and take back your own. Mm. So to me, that sort of means like, you know, no matter how bad shit gets, there's always someone who's probably dealing with something else. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. Everything ends. Perspective. Yeah, different perspective on things. And mine is we cannot direct the wind, but we can adjust the sails. Uh, I remember old school one reading it in uni. I just think in business, you know, shit comes up all the time. That's very unexpected. You know, COVID came up, but what are you going to do about it? You know, there's always a, there's always a, there's always a next move. There's always a pivot. You just got to hit it fast. Yes. Love it. And uh, I'm a huge fan of, of both of those, you know, like how in the situation, most of us are, if we're listening to this podcast or watching this on Facebook live, like there's only so bad our life could be if we're doing those things there. Right. And um, with the other one, it's like, let me think, I guess life is, is 50% of what's happening, right? And then the other 50% is, is how you react to it. And there's a, yeah. an interesting yeah. story I, I like to share on that situation. I, I heard an interview not too long ago, and it was essentially two sons. And long story short, their father was a bit of a, a dropkick, you know, in and out of jail, um, you know, drug addict, alcoholic, abusive, all that sort of stuff. And then one of the sons ended up going down that same sort of path. And the other son ended up being like really successful, you know, good family, good job, all that sort of stuff. And they asked the sons the same question. They were like, hey, you know, how come you ended up like such a dropkick? He's like, well, look what my dad was. What other help did I have? They asked the other son the same question. You were successful. Hey, how'd you get so successful? Well, my dad was such a dropkick. What other, yeah, what other choice yeah. did I have? You know, same situation. <laughs> Same genetics, uh, but one went one way, one with the other. Uh, but hey, what I'm hoping for today, guys, is more just to to hand it over for you because that's a, a pretty cool story. There's very few people in the world that can say they did that, especially during COVID. Um, the, the guys were telling me before, you know, COVID hit, you know, all their mates in the industry are getting these kickbacks from the government and all these Centrelink payments. They're like, oh, great, some 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 extra money, and then government's like guys you guys increased your business we're not giving you anything so i'd love to hear the story guys start where you want to start uh for the next 30 minutes let's let's share your story and we can give any trainers listening to this some tips on how they can increase their rates and, and grow their business uh that would be amazing so i'm going to hand it over to you and start where you want to start take it right back mate yeah take it right back um so i guess you know uh, i started as a pt sort of fresh out of school um did my whole sort of PT course, started looking for a job as most do. Uh, started working at just a normal sort of like a, a snap fitness type gym or what a snap fitness. Um, <laughs> didn't realize until I was sitting down for my first sort of interview with them that PTs had to pay rent. So like, I did my whole PT course. No one ever mentioned to me anything about paying rent. That was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, lasted there about a year and a half went overseas, found out to continue sort of playing rugby, um, found a love for sort of CrossFit over there, got injured playing footy, came back, um, started managing a sort of local PCYC gym and then had 
jack of that. So I thought this was sort of around 2012, 2013, just as sort of CrossFit was booming and I sort of, you know, it wasn't super big in our area at the moment. So um, was able to open up, um, sign a lease at a, a sort of old garage style facility and just sort of built things up. Uh, December 2013, we opened. Um, little did I know that it would grow quite quickly like I just opened a gym because I thought it'd be awesome to have a place where I could just train all day I literally had (laughs) zero idea about business or systems so within like the the first few months when I got like my first tax bill I was like this is absolutely cooked I'm in trouble here so it was a bit of steep learning curve but um, one thing I think I always did well was I always had a good product. I always knew how to train people and I could relate to people. So, you know, whilst I didn't have the business side of things down, I had a lot of really happy people um, who were getting good results. So word of mouth spread. So like within the area, um, our sort of reputation began to develop um, and then sort of met James just through our local footy club and, from some CrossFit competitions and we just started building a bit of a rapport. And then I think it was 2016, 16. One, one, one question there. I'm curious about one thing there. Who was better at CrossFit out of you two? Oh, oh. I'd, oh. I'd, I'd probably say, yeah, I'd probably say Sean was. He's a little, he's a little bit bigger than me, but um, yeah, he was probably a bit just, more just, into just it too. Just clarify that before we, we went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not rugby though. Just, just CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, James, James was lucky enough to like, – we'd sort of spoken about it for a while. Uh, James buying into the business. Um, ended up being able to do that, yeah, 2016, 2017. And, again, we were just able to take the business to a, another sort of – another level, which we wanted because, again, when you're an owner-operator with a few, like, casual coaching staff, there's only so much you can, you can do. And then having someone else full-time come on board – uh, who was just an, as invested in the success of the business as I was, we were, re, were able to delegate things further and further make progress. And then, again, yeah, we're always we're, we're very successful at what what we did, but we wanted we always wanted more. We sort of weren't happy with where we were at. Um, then, 2019, we started sourcing some help, some uh, so business coaching help uh, with a company called MPE. Um, and that sort of, again, just having like like anyone trying to get better at anything, having a coach helps you get better, even if it's just through accountability. But, you know, they provided us with so much insider knowledge about business and, you know, how to systemize things. And, yeah, that's where things really started to kick off for us. But anything you want to add about your little journey? No, he's pretty much, he's pretty much sourced it. Yeah, I've come on 2016. We, we spoke about it for a long time. I was in a a different role. I was a regional manager for a company called corporate health management up in Queensland. So I wasn't sure if it was going to work with the numbers. Um, and then one day I just thought, right, we'll just take the leap. And I think just bringing that other person, like Sean, I said, there's, that was a equally invested. I'd come from sort of a, a sales background there as well, which, which helps. And then I think people just seeing that two, two young lads that really sort of wanted it. Um, and then it's just progressed and probably about 18 months ago, because we were a gym called CrossFit 478 originally. And then probably about, probably nearing two years ago now, yeah. 18 months, we we started to transition out of it to a company called Rebuild Health and Fitness, just so we could tell our story a little bit more. We always thought we did something a little bit different. Um, 
But again, I think CrossFit is the best marketing tool and the worst at the same time because everyone puts you under that same brush. But at the same time, if people are coming to the area, they'll Google CrossFit in your area. So they're just easy, they're easy signups. But we're just transitioning. We just changed our target market and the way we look at things and the way that our marketing is done. And now we just blossomed into a product called Rebuild Health and Fitness where we are your one-stop shop for all fills and health and fitness. So we have, you know, nutritionists, strength and conditioning coaches, physiotherapists, exercise physiologists, weightlifting coaches, and so on, all under one building. So it's a very connected setup, which really suits our, our target market. Yeah, we very much positioned ourselves as like a holistic strength and conditioning facility um, where, you know, we've, we sort of had a wide range of people, but what we tended like, you know, starting out, I wanted to build like CrossFit games, athletes and all that stuff. But, you know, given the demographic in Wynnum, like it's pretty much, you know, people who who have pretty good incomes, but they're, you know, they're mums and dads and trying to train like CrossFit athletes is, is not good. So we just developed a product that is more suited to people who just want to yeah, feel good, move good, have the freedom to use their fitness how, however they want and not just beat them into the ground every day. Um, so, yeah, we're all about building people up, giving them the freedom to use their fitness and, you know, all going to plan. You know, this is the last sort of facility that they will ever need to go through. But if they do leave, we've educated them well enough so that we know they'll be able to look after themselves wherever they, wherever they go. Yes, such a good approach on on so many different levels there. Just from the the training side, right? It's like, okay, cool. Here's what CrossFit CrossFit is. CrossFit is probably a bit strict, you know. Hey, whoever you are, you need to do this many snatches in in a minute with with this sort of weight, you know. And like, if you're staying home, mom, maybe that's not the best. There's there's a reason why it's done like that, you know. But but I'm sure you guys can be like, all right, cool. Here's the reason why it's done. How can we make it a bit more suitable for them? So I love that side of things. I love the the one stop shop where it's like, cool. If someone comes in they're never going to need another facility again. But hey, if they do, we're not going to sit there and rubbish them for leaving. We've done a good job of educating yeah. them. They can, yeah. they can, it's more a helpful approach. So I love that. Um, so my, my first question from here, guys, is around the price from $40 to $70. How did yeah. you do it? Did you add more value? Was it just, here's what it is? Did you do it slowly? How did you communicate? Were you, your old members on the old ratings just for the new ones? What? What can you tell us there that, that how you managed to do that successfully? It was kind of all of those things sort of combined. Like we were, we were delivering a, what we believe to be quite a high, a high end product. Um, but we were charging on par with other gyms within the area. Can, can, um, I, can I ask there, what was the, what were you delivering when it was 40? What were the, the clients sort of getting? So honestly, similar to what they're getting now, but, um, you know, it's like a strength and conditioning approach style to training. Um, and yeah, or just, just trying to look after people like, obviously, yeah, we're trying to make people stronger, but trying to educate them around why we're doing certain things and letting, trying to change that misconception of the fitness industry that you need to, you need to sweat all the time to make progress. Like it's easy to make someone sweat, but it doesn't mean, that's the best thing for them. Like sometimes you need a, yeah, you need to slow down, let your body do do its thing. Cause exercise is, is the stress we place on our body, right? Like that's stress. Isn't the thing that's going to, it, it elicits a, a response that's needed, but it's how we recover from that stress, which is the most important thing to 
getting us better. So if we're constantly beating ourselves in the ground day by day, at some stage, shit's going to break mm. and we don't want that. So it's just, yeah, educating people around that. And then for us, like, because we, we were, we, we didn't, we weren't really marketing. Um, it was all word of mouth. We didn't really have any sales systems or um, like admin was pretty basic. We used a system called Waterfy to give people their own profiles, but you know, that was the, the extent of it. So when we had people coming in, we were finding, we were, you know, packing out classes with some people who suited what we wanted, but then you'd have like super keen CrossFitters who just wanted to go nuts all the time. Yeah. Um, and it sort of create that little bit of a toxic, not toxic environment, but it takes one toxic person to sort of kill a vibe. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, we didn't want that. So we felt by being able to, and this is where MPE came into it because we were hesitant to up our, up our rates. But again, having a coach just being like, fucking do it um it's sort of because there was like you you want to look after the people who've been here for a while but they were sort of like if you up your rates and those people leave they're not the clients you wanted anyway yeah um so that was like harsh harsh but true probably going to leave anyway right if you're going to up your rate yeah it was probably just a few months before they were going to leave anyway you just gave them a you know yeah until pushing to say hey it's not for you and and because at the beginning we we wanted to just Get as many people in the door as possible because we thought that was the greatest way to make the most money and to help the most people. So um, there was just taking a coming for a trail. Yeah, sure. Do your first session and then you're in. But then again, you don't know who you're letting in your door. It yeah. could be anyone. So you, we were there was these little groups, yeah. which I'm sure there is in every gym, mm-hmm. where right now we have a, a system where you must sort of interview to get into the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it goes both ways it's for us to sort of figure out who this person is as if they're the right fit for us mm-hmm. and and vice versa so everyone that coming in is now suiting our philosophy everybody going into the gym knows exactly what to expect and they're also committing to it so back in the day when we were 42 50 it would just come in roll in if you want to quit you can quit at any time now everyone coming in is is a lot more invested so we're probably a lot more invested subconsciously as well not subconsciously as well unconsciously we're a lot more invested in them because they are willing to put in the money mm-hmm. um, but like sean said at the beginning i think we were trying to be on par with everybody else when we don't believe that we were ever on par with everybody else yeah. um so where it's obviously putting up your rates is fairly can be fairly an, an emotional thing you have to take the emotion out of it to some extent as well and just figure out where i want my business to be how much do i need to earn in order to create the lifestyle that i want and that's just what you need to do depending on the size of your facility so it was a pretty easy decision to make yeah. overall and then we put it up again and then like a couple of weeks later we we're like nah let's go again let's do it again <laughs> it was one of those scenarios like when we were making sales we were like our conversion rate was 100 percent, and then we thought like you know that's perfect that's what we want but then a coach is like well if you're not getting any hit back you're not really charging enough so we're like oh okay we'll go up again <laughs> and again for us that means that helps with the retention side of things as well mm-hmm. because if we're bringing people in on a higher price ticket and we're limiting the number of people we have in our classes. That means the people that are there are getting high quality coaching. They're getting more one-on-one time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what keeps people happy and healthy. If people are happy with the service they're receiving, they're not going to go anywhere. If they're constantly being like, Oh, I never get coached anymore. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then, they're generally going to be the people that first leave if there is a, a price increase or something changes they don't agree with. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things there. I feel if you can create that community, you want it so that people would pay anything, 
right? Because mm-hmm. really, in the scheme of things, okay, you've doubled your rates, but it's an extra 30 bucks. You know, if you live in Brisbane, what's an extra 30 bucks on your health? You know, if they, yeah. re- if they really value what it is that you do, they'll find that 30 bucks, right? If you're giving that, that service there. So I think that's important. So let me just make sure I've got that right. It was a few sort of jumps. It was like, all right, let's go from 40 to 50. Okay, let's go was, from 50 um, to 60. Let's go from 60 to, to 70. Is that how yeah. it worked? It was initially 42.50 until, and then I came on and we went straight up to 50. Um, and then from there, we went up to six, 55. 55. And then we've jumped from there like 55. And then our three month now is, yeah, $70. Because okay. um, we want people in, you know, so our 12 month is like 65, but we want people in. We want people in on that on the twelve month. So mm. you know that's why this the three month and the six months is is a higher price. We want more commitment from the people. And again, it comes down to a, a price via value. You yeah. know that, that's the big one. Yeah, and the, probably the biggest mistake we made initially, whereas when we put up our prices, say from like fifty to fifty five, we're like, yes, we're charging like this better price range now. But we still have like a hundred members who are on that super low rate um whereas like when when we put our prices up to 60 um everyone came every everyone moved up um and there was a process in which we communicated that with everyone um we sent a personalized letter out to all our members detailing what was happening when it was happening um the value that we are continuing to invest in the gym, like the upgrades we're making, how things are going to change moving forward. So it wasn't just like a snap decision. It's like, no. hey, all your fees are going up. It's like, yeah. your fees are going up. This is when it's happening. This is why it's happening. If you have any questions or concerns, contact us. So over communicating that change was you know, really important. And yeah, we, we did have people leave. Not everyone stayed, but... It wasn't the, any. Yeah, it wasn't... They weren't people I was like, you know, shit, we, I really didn't want that person to leave. It was like, okay, you know, that person probably doesn't suit what we were like developing anyway. Yeah. So, so many good points there. Okay. Let me think of where to start. So yeah, even if we look at the overall schemes of things, like if you do, there's an old saying, you know, I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of um, there's a personal trainer and a business coach said, Hey, you know, you've got to double your rates. And the trainer was like, Oh, I don't want to double my rates. I'm going to lose half my clients. And the business coach was like, okay, so you're going to make the same amount of money yeah, you know, without yeah. the headaches, you know? So even if you did lose half your clients and, and doubled your rates, you're still making the same amount of revenue, but it's half the amount of work. And yeah. if, if you're doing one-on-one stuff, okay, it's half the amount of work. If you're doing group stuff, okay, you're giving those people uh, more attention. Instead of having 20 people in every class, you got 10 people in every class. You can yeah. give them yeah. as, as much attention there. So I think that's an important note there. Uh, the communication as well. It's not just, you know, at the end of the session, all right, guys, next week we're, we're putting it up five bucks, you know, time to go up. We haven't had a price rise in a year. So, you know, I'm going to do it. We're still cheaper than everyone else. So we're still going to do it. It's not that. It's all right. Why are we increasing our rates? Well, hey, we're going to do, our, our gym's gotten better. We've got more equipment. We want to keep doing more equipment. You know, we want to do more courses. We want to keep educating yeah. ourselves. We want to hire more trainers. You know, we want to, um, they'll give you extra value with nutrition and this sort of thing as well. For us to be able to do that and stay in business almost, we need to increase our rates a small a small amount. So if you put it like that, it makes more sense. And then I guess the notice as well, you know, hey, it's going to happen in a month. Any questions before then, any concerns, let us know. And when you say, did you say personalized letter? Yeah, so we- yeah, there's a template that um, 
MPE gave us and it was just sort of outlined like, um, you know, some key things, how to, how to word it, where to put the price changes, where to put the place where you're like adding value. And, um, you know, we just signed, signed off and signed the bottom and yeah. went to the post office and sent a lot of letters out, but you know, it means that everyone's getting them and no one really receives letters that aren't bills anymore. So yeah. when people have it off, you know, personalized rebuild, you know, they're going to, they're going to open it just to make sure that everyone got it. And then we sent emails and, you know, communicated in other avenues. So when it came to it, no one was like, hang on, why, where has this happened? You know, everyone, it was all, it was all sorted. So the flow went nice and easy and there was a few conversations to be had, but yeah, that would, you know, that's fine. That's, that's part of business. Yes. And then two months later, we went into lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And um, question with that, how did you guys go during lockdown? Were you, did you manage to keep most of your clients or what happened there? Yeah, kill, k- killed it. Yeah, it was, um, you know, again, I know it was a really tough period for a lot of people, but um, when it when it happened, when we found out, like, you know, I think like most people found out like within a less than a day's notice that we had to shut, shut down. Um there was a moment we were sitting in the office and we're like, fuck, this is going to suck. Like we're screwed. Um, But then it's, it it literally within five minutes shifted to like, this is perfect. We've always wanted more time. We have more time. Um, And the, the, the best advice we got was from like our mentor, Sean Greeley. It was, you know, people have problems. That's why they come to us. They have problems that need solving, right? They don't come to the gym for the four walls. Now that the gyms are closed, they still have these problems. So you still need to help these people solve these problems. And that's what we did straight away. So we got, um, we didn't, we didn't change our prices, obviously for people who needed it, we had those discussions, but unless it was us, you know, people kept paying because they could see value in what we're doing. We handed out all our equipment. We did worst case scenario straight away. So rather than going to parks where we'd like, it'd be a real big energy drain trying to get gear out and back and forward and all that stuff. We went just straight online to Zoom. Um, ran, we try to keep our programming as similar as we can rather than just doing like, you know, heaps of body weight stuff. We, you know, they had gear. So we were able to run really good quality sessions. Um, we made sure there was time in those Zoom classes to actually talk to people, see how people were yeah. were feeling. So they still had that sort of connection. Connection. So we're asking everyone what their positive focus was, what they were grateful was, give people a time to open up and talk. Um, and we we're signing people up. We we're still signing people up full price from other gyms because yeah. there's yeah. like those franchise gyms. Um, they were mega slow to react and offer anything. So we're getting those people. We ended up getting a corporate gig with um, the general manager and his team from Origin Energy, um, which was great, which is, again, just an unexpected cash injection in such an unknown time that was so valuable. And then when it was time to open open doors again, we signed up 38 people within that first month, brand new people from other gyms who were, quite frankly, yeah. Just what we're doing. I think... I said, obviously, we killed it a minute ago, and that might have sounded like a bit of a brab, but we, we worked extremely hard during that that phase and, you know, put our sort of psychology behind us sometimes because, you know, we weren't always in the greatest place either and picking things up and we're doing little little events and little things just to keep up humour and connection was, yeah, was the massive one, as Sean, as Sean spoke about. So, you know, when we came out of it, we were the business was in a much better place. I was so proud of what, you know, what we'd what we'd done, you know, how much, you know, we had actually grew during this point. Um, And I think we grew during this point 
because people realized you know what we were trying to do you know we were still like sean said we were still really just trying to help that was the goal we were still trying to get people a result people were worried about the results it's like you're worrying about the wrong thing right now yes. you know let's stay let's stay together let's do this but yeah we worked hard and the sessions i loved them i loved yeah, i thought they were fun. great i thought they were epic because for us we've been on the floor for years you know we've done pt you coach on the floor so now i'm coaching virtually i was like welcome to fucking welcome to 2020 here we go <laughs> And it was, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was great. But then, like I said, when the gym opened back up, you know, there's just that really big sort of bond. Everyone had, you know, stuck with it together, um, you know, then all come in and everyone at the same time had realized how much they missed the place where sometimes you're just ongoing. So just to have people missing it and the, just the vibe when we first back opened was there. Uh, it was huge. Yeah, it was great. So many good points there. Let me think of where to start here. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. It shows what a sign of a good community these guys built because it had uh, everyone continued through it, but also their mindset. You know, obviously, a little everyone's a little bit like, oh shit, it's COVID. What do I do? But that that was probably five minutes for these guys, and they're like, okay, here's the problem. What's the solution? How can we give the the best possible solution here? And they acted straight away. Still gave a really really good service. It it doesn't matter. People are seeing them for a reason, right? They're not seeing them to go to the gym. They're seeing them for a reason doesn't matter whether they do it at the gym or, or online, they're still giving them that same reason there. Uh, and the other thing that these guys did really well, because they acted so well and with that mindset and gave a good service, what it sound, those they were growing during COVID and got 38 members after. My guess is because everyone else was sort of slow. Everyone's being like, ah, we'll, we'll give it a few weeks and, and see what happens. And then those few weeks yeah. turned into a month. And then those trainers that weren't doing anything and didn't act, they went to these guys here. It's not like more people came to win in Brisbane or whatever. It's just like, cool, here are the people that didn't act. Now they go here. Uh, and I just want to touch on one more thing these guys said earlier, which is about the, the community and essentially letting people go if they don't fit. Because coming from a boot camp background, you see a lot of that. You might have 20 people in your class. If there's one person that doesn't fit with your philosophy, that may piss five people in your group off. And then five people in that group are like, well, you know what? I don't really like this place. You know, some of the people are, are a bit weird. And then those five people will leave. So by you trying to keep that one person happy, you've cut off five people there. Whereas it sounds like yeah. what you guys do is make sure every single person that comes in is a great fit, which means that every single other person is going to come in and be like, this is awesome. I fit in straight here. And then they're pretty much not going to leave. Is that your philosophy there? Yeah. Yeah. They have to, you know, they have to do a certain amount of things if they if they want to be able to come in. For example, they need to train three times. It doesn't mean they have to smash themselves, but they need to commit to a certain level where we feel that we can get them a rate of results. Their personality has to be aligned with with the coach or myself or Sean, whoever's doing that sale. Because even you know you get you can get that connection straight away, and then the philosophy about what we're trying to achieve. Like I said, you're not going to be driving your head through that wall every day. You know, you're going to be learning how to breathe properly. You're going to be learning how to move properly. You're going to you know there's a there's a lot, there's a lot more for it. Some people want to, cause we used to be a CrossFit gym and we're still sort of affiliated. People would come in and say, Hey, I want to start com competing. I want to start competitions. And then we would send them to other, other local CrossFit gyms to go and do that. Um, cause we're not going to be best suited for it for them. You know, we don't do a lot of the moves that we used to do. So it's just probably making sure everyone is just perfectly aligned with our philosophy that fits into our, our market quite well. So our market is, you know, basically 30 to 45 year old busy people and busy parents. That doesn't mean they're the only people we have in our gym, but they are the people we, we really want to look after. They're our main priority. So everyone's training around that has to fit, fit within this, fit within this bubble. 
Yeah, I think yeah, it's the people you know we enjoy training the most because you know we're we're both both parents now. Um, we understand you know what lack of sleep can do to your do to your training and you know, the added stresses that come along with it. And being able to you know help those people go through the same things that we're going through is you know yeah everyone everyone's on the same page. It's I have no problems referring someone to another gym where I think they, yeah, I know I can probably get them better results and keep them happy and healthy for longer, but if they're expecting something they're not going to get, then they're probably not going to stay. There's no point trying to fight for that person. There's always always more people. And and it makes the sell a lot less hard at the end. There's no, there's no hard sell. This is, these are the prices. Which one do you want to do? Which one do you want to jump on? But we go through this whole sales process about, what we are going to give to them, not just what we expect. It's not just an interview to get in. You know, it goes both ways. What is this person trying to achieve? And am I the best person to help this person achieve what they are trying to do? And, you know, you, you're not suited to everyone, you know, so that's a big one. So that's helped with the retention and then just the way we keep people accountable once they're in the floors, just really help with retention of the business as well. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys, I could talk business with you all day. You've been super helpful. Uh, There's just one question I like to finish up with, and then I'll I'll leave you guys to it. So you've mentioned your mentors a couple of times throughout here, NPE, Sean Greeley. So let's let's, uh, acknowledge them. Actually, I'll ask the question, and then I'll I'll let you give your shout-outs. I'm curious to who your mentors have been over the years, if you can answer it in three different ways. Some mentors that you've paid money to and you've done their their business coaching programs or, or whatever it may be some mentors that you haven't paid money to, but you've followed them on social media or followed their strategies or whatever it may be. And then a book or two that you recommend any fitness business owner should read, whether it's specific to fitness business, business in general, training in general, whatever it may be. What can you tell us there? Um, probably like, I don't know, it sounds a, probably a bit corny, but my, my old man was a bit of a, a mentor for me in the sense that you know, whenever I approached anything, quitting wasn't really an option because I never saw him stop at anything. So it was like opening a gym, there was never an option that it was going to fail. Um, I was never not going to make it because it's never been a, a mindset. So it was always just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking, I just do it. I'll just get it done. When I was doing, you know, coaching six days a week, sleeping at the gym because I was the only coach on board, it wasn't, it was just something that had to be done. It would have been easy to quit, but, you know, I wouldn't be here eight years later with, you know, really good business partner, my own house, car, family, all that kind of stuff is attributed to, you know, the lessons I learned from old man and, you know, yeah, all the lessons I've learned along the way. Um, fitness wise, um, there's been a few, there's a few people, uh, probably most recently has been um, John Berardi. And mm-hmm. his book, um, Changemaker, I think anyone in the fitness industry needs, absolutely 100% needs to read that book. Um, he does a lot of like, he started Precision Nutrition, but one of his biggest strengths is around like behavioral psychology and that kind of that kind of thing and how to speak, communicate and listen and playing to your own, playing to your own strengths. And yeah, being able to understand people and how they build habits and all that kind of stuff is, is such a powerful thing as a coach. And it's probably one of the most valuable yeah. Yeah, things I've learned. 
Yeah, I mean, Sean's dad, I mean, my dad's brilliant too, but he, he's, in, I'm not, if you can't tell by the accent, I'm not from Australia, I'm from Wales, so my dad's far away, but Sean's dad's, again, been great for our business as well, he's always here to, you know, give us a rev up or a, a helping hand, or he's the guy that, you know, we've got toilet rolls stocked up all the time, you know, he's just that that guy. Uh, for myself, um, Martin McDonald was was massive for me, he's a, I own a company called, uh, yeah, Mac Nutrition University, so the Mac Collective in, in the UK. He's like uh, an evidence-based nutritionist, but just a phenomenal man. His course was the best course I've done, including my university degree. It's, it, it was so good. And just his ability, again, to father and to show empathy and compassion towards people in nutrition and just understand that so much of it is psychological and not just physiological because the world would be an easier place if it was physiological, but sadly, it's it's not. Um and then from a, from a book, I think just staying on the psychology, there's one called the chimp paradox, which basically gives you that basic understanding of human psychology in a very simplistic way where the emotional side is always stronger than your, than your logical side. You just have to learn to work, you know, to work together where people just beat themselves up all the time. And then, yeah, lately from a, from a, from a business standpoint, just um, MPE yeah. as a whole, they've just been massive for our business. Um, I just finished studying and I wasn't too keen to jump on board with them, but Sean said, come on, let's do it. And it was one of the greatest decisions we've, we've ever made um, just to get our systems in place, just to understand every number. And they were pretty, because a lot of um, business people these days that try and get in touch with us, you know, will say, Hey, you know, this marketing, 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 paid marketing ads, like Sean Greeley and his team didn't want to fuck, sorry, didn't want to know anything about it until we knew our business back to front every number go next week okay what about this what are your numbers don't know come back next week you know and he would just be helping us along this way and just fast tracking us to this place where we could have better conversations but we understand the business inside out and then we have weekly catch-ups with sean now um yeah he's just been and rick and the rest of the crew yeah. they've just it's been just been absolutely monumental and then we did this we went down to sydney just the week before covid hit and just sat with all these other business owners which we've never done before these business owners from singapore and hong kong and australia they were all just there to work on their work on their business and yeah, that, that like, was a motivating time for us wasn't yeah. it like um blokes like i think you interviewed him not long ago tim frey yeah um he's with mpe as well and you know he's he's a different beast so it's it's great to bounce ideas off him and you know like being part of groups like this there's always people who are willing to share and get advice and have done things longer and better than you have um and being able to yeah just get feedback straight away and be like yeah. hey boys i've tried this it didn't work try this and that's one of the reasons why we were so successful in covid because you know they would we have work with people in hong kong and they're like hey we've been in lockdown for ages here's what's really working for us don't worry about doing this shit go straight to this yeah and i think once you you know go a little bit further you know there's no hate towards anything you want to be surround yourself with people who are more successful than you or people that are aligned with you you want you want that i'll never understand people that hate on other people for being more successful because you're, you're going to stop there you know there's people out there and these people are willing to willing to help like when we're putting um, questions out there People would just message us privately saying, hey, I can help with this. I have done this. And we're just like, holy shit. You know, it's, it's, it's worth everything. So, yeah, big shout out to, to MP. They've been, a, they've been great, you know, in developing this community just as you have here. Yeah, well, I'll share a couple of stories with that. So uh, I've actually worked with MP in the past myself when I used to run a boot camp and loved right. it. Had an amazing experience there as well. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll, I'll get some links over to you if you want to, you know, check out MPE. 
if you're if you're watching live on Facebook, just comment NPE down below, and either me or, or Sean or James will, will get you over some info there. Uh, in terms of like, yeah, just in terms of like two, two things. So I'll tell you a story. When I used to run a boot camp, uh, there was a community of us. I was at a franchise, seventy-five different boot camp locations. All right. Now, when I started, you were ranked on how good you were on your retention. One being the best, seventy-five being the worst. Now, when I started, take a guess what I was ranked. 75. 75, dead last, yeah. right? And we have same thing. We had to go to this convention, right, at the end of the year. And I didn't want to go because I was the worst one there. I'm 70. Mm. If I'm going to go and everyone's going to be better than me, you know, and I'm going to look like an idiot. No wonder I was coming freaking 75th, right, with a mindset like that. Yeah, if you yeah. told me now, hey, go in this room and there's going to be 74 people better than you at exactly what you do. I would pay for it. I would pay thousands yeah, of dollars yeah. to, to go yeah. there, you know, and that's essentially what's, what's happened, what these guys are saying here. So, you know, if you're sort of in that place and you're like, oh, you know, don't want to hang around better people or, you know, they'll make me feel bad or they're only good because they're hot or because their dad was rich or, or whatever it may be. Okay. That's not going to help you. You know, you're better off hanging around successful people and being like, okay, what are they doing that, that I can learn from it? So I think that's a important point there. Um, but Hey, we, we better wrap up here guys. If you're listening on the podcast, these two are actually looking for a new female trainer. So if you're interested, I'll, I'll put the link to the, what, what's the best place? Should we add you on social? Should we go to your website? What, what should we do? And just in general, if we, if there's a woman that wants a job or just if people want to follow your journey or they want to check out your, your facility, where do we go to find you guys? Yeah, you can just uh, follow us at Rebuild Health and Fitness. That's yeah. probably the best place to go for our business. Obviously, we have our um, personal ones, but that's where you know, we just put a lot of our personal stuff on on there in terms yeah. of posts. That's the best place. Or you can email team at rebuildhealthandfitness.com. Um, yeah, or to just to grow my own social media game, at Sean Carroll 92 Always looking for more fans. <laughs> Man, at, Co- at Coach James Beatty is mine. Oh, but yeah, wow. if anyone wants to connect, it would be, yeah, be great. Awesome. I'll put those links in the podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, if you want to check out the, the gym's um, facilities or you want to uh, check out the gym in general, just type rebuild down in the comments and we'll get you over some info. Uh, if you want to follow the boys personally, just comment boys down below and one of the three of us will, will get you over the info. Um, Sean, James, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or is there anything you want to finish this off with? No, I don't think so, man. I think it's just, I guess, um, probably just trying to have a growth mindset with every, everything you do. There's always going to be areas in your life where you're more growth-minded uh, than others, but when you can take that to business and how you coach and treat people, um, you'll, you won't see problems as problems. You'll see them as, you know, opportunities, and that's been such a powerful thing as a as a coach, a person, and as a business owner, just to try and keep in mind. Yeah, that was a, I was going to say something, but he's, he's, that was too good. So I'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll finish on a high, huh? As opposed to going high and then uh, back down. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au.
Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you, or you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.